You are listening to the Noisy Narratives podcast, a podcast produced by the Women of First Ministries at Frisco First Baptist Church in Frisco, Texas. Here at Noisy Narratives, we like to cut through the noise of our stories and get to the heart of what really matters. We hope you are blessed by what we share. Thank you so much for listening. Isn't it amazing? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Noisy Narratives. Um, today we've got, this is Debbie, and we've got Christy and Amy. The trio's back. Yeah, We're back. Right, Amy? <laughs> yes. We have new mics, so talk into the microphone. I'm sorry, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're heading straight in today because we are going to have a fun conversation. Mm-hmm. We're actually kind of excited about this conversation. I can't it's something wait. a little different. Amy can't wait. She's on pins and needles. So, Christy, starting us out. Okay, so before we get started with our conversation, I want you to guess who I'm talking about. Okay, are you ready? This person was born on April 21st, 1926. So it's not Elvis. Uh, That's good. I thought that's who we were talking about. Okay. This person was the only person allowed in her country to drive without a license. (gasps) Female. Okay. The only person allowed in her country to drive without a license. I actually did not know that. Mm -hmm. Well, her country, there's a, there's a good, but still I didn't know. Mm -hmm. They're actually really strict about licenses over there. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Her birthplace is now a fancy Cantonese restaurant. Oh, that, that I did not know. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see. She owned an elephant, two giant turtles, a jaguar and a pair of sloths. Does not fun. know that. I have no that idea about any her, of this. That was not in her repertoire as uh-uh, far as animals. Uh-uh. Let's see. Obviously, um, we do know who this is, so y'all need to see if you're picking up if on you're this as we go. Up, You'll yeah. get it in a minute. She became a homeowner at six years old. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. think this is interesting. Do y'all send Christmas cards to people anymore? I yes. do not anymore. But back in the day, back we, in the day, did, I did, we did. did back in the day. Like family portraits and send those on Christmas cards. You did yes, that, right? We did that back in the day. She but was I have shame if you didn't. Time. Did you hear that tone? <laughs> she was like, she was like don't, don't fill in my blank. <laughs> yeah, don't fill in that oh, blank. Do, and not, I saw your do not fill in my blank. I take a picture of me and my dog and send it to people because I don't have children. So cute. So. But you don't do an envelope with a stamp. I'm going to shame you right Here's now. Here's my yes, question. I do. Oh, you do? Yes. I stopped doing it when I started my job because I started doing magnets for my for my um clients yeah so that took the took so here's my question with everybody updating everyone known to man that they possibly know more people than they would ever send christmas cards to Mm -hmm. updating constantly on social media with pictures for everything right what is the point in sending a physical card anymore so I just oh, have to ask that question. I have shamed Debbie in a way. You've shamed me, and now Debbie has shamed both of us. <laughs> That's how it works around. I, okay, okay, equal opportunity. Okay. I genuinely, though, would love to know the answer to that question. I think what was the question? Go back to the question. Oh, Christy does it. She's why? All the why are you doing that? Shame. Why are you doing that? Why are you if doing the pictures? If we update everybody on social media, if, if every oh, all of our friends and even more than we would but ever even some send people Christmas aren't cards on to. social media. Well, That's those true. I get, but I'm saying the two of you i know yeah i know you're in social well, then media. you won't get a card from me not anymore i make her off the <laughs> list boom done off scratch. okay i thought we were open to questions here we are <laughs> we're just gonna scratch you off the christmas card list. i've been shamed i have <laughs> i think i stopped doing christmas cards a while ago probably four yeah, or five I've years never, ago i've never gotten one for me i mean i'm hurt but you know we'll talk about it later <laughs> but apparently but we're all just... hurt together because none of us have but gotten you know what you, you, like have a, you do have a good point debbie we could all just get christmas pictures taken and put that as our profile photo, which and is what everybody many can people do. Yes. Though this is not like this novel idea. No. This is a been lot of people place. are no longer putting cards but y'all in the mail. You don't do that. I've never seen y'all do Christmas. I no, I don't do that. I just I used to. Back I, in the day. I just don't send Christmas cards physically. I there well, was a time though that I we were low on money, and I was like, "There's no way I'm going to go spend money on a Christmas card and put mm-hmm. a stamps on this and mail it." And I was exhausted. Yeah, it's an extra. <laughs> it's definitely an extra. Hit and that's financially I, and I really am just genuinely like asking I mean it's a true question for me because the people I know that I get cards from update their social media yes. often well mm-hmm. so and so that it is curious to me because I see their pictures and then I get a physical one too like are people some people doing things with the physical pictures still we pray well, for them each week <gasps> like we if you send us a card then we'll pray for each week or a day or whatever like usually oh, so if you're I keep better around, than me you definitely need to send Christy a card I do like well, that and that's not me. Fine. <laughs> 
Well, and I love to look at them busy. Well, I like I like to I like to see them each year, like how everybody has grown. Because a lot of people, adults that have social, so media. so these are people you don't see on social media because you're not seeing their kid. They're not posting about their kids, right? But what my oh, okay. sister has done, she'll love and bring her up again, is each year they take a, a family portrait, and then each year she puts that in a frame, and that frame says you know 2020 right. 2021 yes and then she puts them up around the house around christmas time so you get to yeah, see like how that. far we do i that. like that idea we do and that with the cute. santa pictures yeah yeah like i yeah. have different pictures up in my home about my family with my family growing I but was it just shows more curious what they look the... like those years yes. and then you so, can go yes. back and mm-hmm. so okay wait let's let's circle back here we diverted. on this person okay, we diverted. she had a house she had a house at six and she has sent over fifty thousand christmas cards in her lifetime Oh, that actually seems small to me. She was born when? Oh, you mean she physically sent them. The Where was she born again? I'm sorry, 19 what? Um, 26. 26. And she has two favorite dogs, and this is going to give it away. Favorite dogs were corgis. Who is this person? Raise your hand, Amy. Do I get to say? You can say. Queen Elizabeth. The Yay. second. The second. But Queen Elizabeth, too, had two birthdays. She had an actual birthday on April 21st, and then she had a birthday on a Saturday in June when the weather was better. <laughs> when the weather was better. Well, my birthday's in December. I want one in June. Do it. That's what Brinley does. Her birthday's in February and she hates February birthdays because she's a beach baby and she likes to be like out in the sun. So she has her birthday in the summertime. She celebrates it. So yeah. do y'all, do y'all celebrate both days or no? We don't, we don't give any presents or big parties on her real birthday. We just oh. wait till Christmas. I mean, Christmas, we wait till summertime. Interesting. Uh-huh. But I mean, we do family stuff. And right. But no, she waits. I've never even heard of anybody doing that. That was her idea, not mine. I think that's Don't great. think I'm cruel. That was her idea. <laughs> I think everybody should okay. celebrate as they want. Exactly. Do whatever you want to. Yes. So, so we're talking today about. Yes. Queen Elizabeth and the monarchy. Started. Yeah. And Debbie's super happy about it because she was there. You lived in England from what? You're age 10 to 15? 16. 16. Did you ever visit the castle? Oh, all the time. Really? So. What does that mean all the time? Well, and like, which one are you talking about? There's many. Are you talking Where about she, Buckingham Palace? Buckingham Palace. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So we, um, and I remember I took a field trip to like Windsor went Castle. In, like went inside or you were just Not outside? To, or? Outside Buckingham. Okay. But we actually did a field trip to Windsor Castle, which is where she lived, the House mm-hmm. of Windsor. And she was there one time when we were there. And so we all got to line up and wave to her mm-hmm. as she left in her car. Did and, she have a purse? She had her purse. So she cute. was wearing a hat, mm. you know. So she cute. had a look about her. It was the she it was the was, it, was it was the skirt, the motherly. Suit. It was mm-hmm. the purse, the matriarch, and the corgis. And the corgis. Did you know she married her third cousin? Yes, correct. So just let's give the people that are listening. I know very little about this. Y'all know everything. So you need I'm to, just you need to we watch do not the know crown. everything because I got to tell you, there is a lot to know about British history. So we just okay, need to caveat right now. Me, so this will be fun. Degrees. So a matter of degrees. Yes. Yes. Bring it on. Uh-huh. I should know That's more about right the Bible now. than I do of the crown. And that this is a shameful <laughs> moment for me. I mean, it really is. You're talking about the crown is in the crown series on the, TV. Yeah, so, so I've watched the crown and I've also watched documentaries on like A&E and the Smithsonian yes. channel of the Royal family. I find it fascinating right i should know more about the bible than i do <laughs> this stuff what's the most fascinating thing you what do you like the most about it like what is everything most everything um it, it, history repeats itself basically for sure so what i find the most fascinating is when prince harry several years ago went through this wild phase and everybody was freaking out about how was the crown going to handle this and and queen elizabeth ii was just gonna have him flayed and she didn't, and everybody thought, "Well, well, why not?" Well, then you go back in history. This is this has been going going on for years. Her uncle, who um, who rejected the throne, and her father went into went into power. Um, he was a wild guy, right? Her husband, Prince Philip, was a wild guy. Her son was a wild guy, and then Prince Harry comes along. She's rolling her eyes. She's like, "Okay, I've been through this. This is nothing." Like she <laughs> didn't she didn't punish him in any way. He he. You know, he worked his way out of it. He's also the spare. Yes, he's also the spare. And it, he did the not issues tend to be with the, the issues mean. tend to be with the spare, not with the heir. Right. And so, because the heir is kept very much in control, and I think you we so get if to William the, did the same behavior as it Harry would very different. different. Very it different. different. Oh, okay. Yes, we were over there through all the Diana years, right? And so, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the 
people talk about not wanting the monarchy, but in a lot of these countries in Europe, Mm -hmm. the monarchy is absolutely entwined in everyday life. Everything you do, they bring in so much money, so much money to the country as a whole in tourism, but they and have the very they little, do, very little political power anymore. But what they have in power, though, is the ability to make or break livings, like to make or break money coming in and out of the country, because the amount of money they get in tourism absolutely usurps how much money they're collecting in taxes for the different parts of Makes the monarchy. And so, as much as people say they don't like them, there's an element. Sometimes there's also an element of they love them because we're intrigued they, by them too. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the British celebrities, basically. And it's totally. like even worse than that, though, because celebrities we can choose if we want to give them money or not. Mm-hmm. Over there, you don't, because they collect taxes, and some of those taxes go to upkeep the various palaces and residences of the mm-hmm. royal family, the ones that aren't owned by them independently. So with that, then becomes some people who are anti-monarchists are very angry that they have to give their money to something like that. So then, because of that, they also feel like they have the right to speak into every aspect of their lives because they're giving money as they see it well, towards this family. Same. So there's this weird that's give and the take there. I mean, I'm I'm angry that I have to give in to certain government institutions. I won't go into that, but like, but you have to that you have to pay here. taxes to mm-hmm. provide. Mm-hmm. Yes, and but at people, least here we I get to, to elect ta- them, right? But I have to pay taxes. But there are other people living in this country for free that do not pay taxes, and I'm paying for them. So yes. But you get to elect your leaders in a way. You get a small voice because you get well, to don't vote. They, don't they get to elect parliament there, But though? they don't get to elect their monarchy. And they're giving taxes to them whether they want them there or not. Okay. That's by birth. So I do think that's a pretty important... I don't know. I think that's a distinction. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, they do... You know, elect, They have the House of Commons and the House of Lords still over there, which is what our Congress is kind of patterned after in some mm-hmm. ways. Speaking um, of patterned so, after, but, let's listen to this for just a second. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> Don't we all want to sing one thing when really this was something else? <laughs> no. Yes. So what is this song, Amy? We should have it playing in the background. I'll turn it down. It's the um I can't think of the name of it now. I'm sitting here. God on. save the queen, but it it's sounds the national, like it's their national anthem. Right. Not only did we run away and start our own country, but we kept their music. <laughs> We just put different words to it. So, Christy, what questions do you have about the uh, crown? Because this is about oh, be the one right thing now. I can teach you. <laughs> Are you talking about a crown? The series or the reality? <laughs> oh, well, I say the crown, and I I mean the I mean the the, the monarchy. Act, the monarchy. Okay. I find it fascinating. Yeah, it is very interesting. I have nothing right now. Okay. Until it comes up. I like Princess uh, William and Catherine. I like following them. I'm yes. very like the She's People so Magazine regal. kind of person. She's so regal. She's so fun. It comes up on my Instagram all the time, those yeah. two. And then their kids. And she gets out there and plays sports with kids. Yeah. I love that. She's mm-hmm. like, I don't care. I am perplexed, though, that they can't have any physical contact. Like William and Catherine, like, they look like they want to hold hands, but it's like, no, we can't do that. Well, they, did, they did kiss Harry. after their wedding. They, they did, did and that was a big the, deal. That Twice. Was, and that was yeah. a big deal because it deal. wasn't just one kiss. Yeah. Was um, I I think William um is respectful and he wants to keep with the honor and tradition, where Harry just snubs his nose at it. Uh-huh. But I also think that uh, Harry's wife, I think she needs lots of attention. So I think that's Megan, part. Mm-hmm. Bless her heart. Yes, yeah, I does. think she is one hundred percent in control, and he just kind of follows around behind her. What on earth gives you that impression? I just have to know. Everything. Well, they moved back here. Didn't they move back? Are they they like moved in back here. They're in California. Um, Anti-monarchy. Anti-monarchy. But I think he really wanted out. I think she's in control, but he was like, that's what I wanted anyway. You know? I really mm-hmm. get the feeling that she, he holds her purse. I think people forget the trauma of his mom. Oh, no. I don't and doubt I, that at and all. And so I think he... And I speaking of patterns... Mm-hmm. I mean, the well, same pattern playing out. It was when we were over there, the brutality of the press for her, for Fergie, for all them back then. 
they're just, they're people, right? With their mm-hmm. own personalities, their own thought, which is just navigating that now in present time with the media and how crazy it is. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Megan is just in control. I think Harry has seen that and you're right, wanted out. And then mm-hmm. I look at things and go, I'm not watching them kill my wife. Like that's how he feels like the press killed his mom first with depression and everything. And then chasing her. You I'm know, sure. Paris. I'm sure. And he did say that so. he stayed in contact with his grandmother. Oh, they big spoke time. once a week. They yeah. were very close. And I think that was the only recourse open to them. I think you have to be in all the way or you have to be out. And I think leaving was the only thing really that they were going to be able to do and be able to exist. I mean, that's hmm. how horrible it is over there. And they have something called the Royal Rota. Have y'all ever heard of that? Where the Royal family agrees to give certain um, publications information in exchange for them um, writing what they want them to write right either writing what they want them to write or not chasing down children mm. and that's kind of thing like an ex- we will meet you out front here give this certain that's how like you know presenting the baby on the steps it's like you getting get the first, first look to tmz or something like that <laughs> exactly I'm like sorry, now i'm gonna, gonna need one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> yes and you get and so if you don't play device. along with that, it, what's interesting is if you don't play along with that, you get crucified. And so if you look at the headlines that are different, like Kate can do the same thing as Megan and Megan's crucified for it and Kate is not. Um, William and Kate play the press really well and Harry and Megan mm-hmm. do not. Mm-hmm. And that's a part, I think it's more of a part of her being American. It's her kind of, a, mm-hmm. you know, and in, independent, not understanding what this looks like and what this is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then on the other time, the other interesting part of it is that they hire from within. So they were talking about how Prince Charles or King Charles, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. just hired one of the editors from the Daily Mail, which is a publication that has eviscerated Meghan Markle the whole time she was over there. And he just hired one of their head editors to head his press office. So you follow so, this still like you're still intrigued oh. by all this. For That's sure. Pretty, that would be a slap in the face to her, I would imagine. Well, and I think, and what's people, what people don't realize too, and this was the same when Diana was there, is they all, all the principals, which is the key working royal players, right? They all have their own courtiers still, which are people that control their schedule, their time, where they go when, they're PR deal with people. the press, they're PR, PR people, people, but even managers. more, hair, yeah. make, I mean, everybody, That's what I right? want to talk to is the wardrobe people. Oh, well, so that, impressed with that. I want, I want, uh, Catherine, it's Catherine. Yeah, yeah. I want her person. Her her hair looks amazing all the all time. time. So yeah. she can go out, but yeah. they and care. Play sports with kids and like she knows there's a van oh, where they're and like brushing good. her hair out and everything else. But they their courtiers care how popular their principal is. So what you will end up finding is if one becomes more popular than the other, they will leak things from but one house to... of the other one to certain ones because they're trying to cut down one to increase that's the popularity think, of another thing happened to Megan and Harry. Abs- there's no doubt in my mind. Cause it oh, happened okay. between Fergie and Diana. We were over there during those you years. Know, the Fergie, same thing. Way Remember more Fergie's. I love Fergie. Isn't Fergie the one that's still living in the same house with her? Yes. They they haven't gotten divorced yet. She No, no, they're divorced. Who's the one they that hasn't divorced. been divorced that didn't get divorced, but they still live in the same house. No, they're divorced, but they still live in the same house. No, there's, there's one there. I just heard it on the radio last week and they oh. were talking about there is, there is someone, I thought it was Fergie, I thought they said Fergie, but maybe they said something else, that they still live in the same house, and they're not divorced, but people think that they are, but they're not. Oh. Wait, they, anyway. they still, I know the house is huge, but yeah, they still massive. live in the they, same house, mm-hmm. and he's remarried, is he not? No, this is Andrew. This is the one that had the scandal with Epstein. Oh, really? Yes. Fergie was married to Andrew? Andrew, hmm They divorced a long time ago. But he's not remarried. He has not. No. So... And so they have individual have apartments in their big maybe yeah <laughs> may not want and um I mean King Charles um sister Anne is still married and Andrew is divorced from Fergie but they live in the same massive place and I didn't then know Edward's still married and you know who who I forgot speaking of wild children was um Elizabeth's younger sister Margaret Margaret mm-hmm. was a wild child as well. Well, so. and she fell in love with the commoner and was not allowed to marry him at the time. A divorced commoner. Yeah. Which her uncle, anyway, we can, we can, yeah. we, you and I can have a conversation. I need to go to lunch. <laughs> we do. I'm out. We do. Party. What's the same part? Anyway. So. I think it's more speaking to the narcissism of the control of it and desiring control so badly within mm-hmm. that family. And it just gets really ugly. And I think we have no idea what it's like. I look, we look on from the outside and no, I think we No, but I'm going to say, no I wouldn't mind living there 
for a little while. Like just be there for a week and just having Maybe that. Maybe longer. Just let me live there as long as I want. And then when I went out or it's too crazy to Debbie's point, then I'll be like, okay, it's reached a point. That's the be, issue, right? Can yeah. you ever, ever get out? Yeah. And I'd say no. no. I don't think you ever, like it's following Harry and Meghan everything here. They can try as much as they want. He'll always be a royal. You're birthed into it. Yeah. I mean, and I just, I'm it saying, gets as ugly. As we cut it down, oh. I'd be like, oh, I wouldn't mind that. Oh, I don't think I, I would so, like so No, you would not. I, would I don't not. think I would mind it. So this is great. Speaking of monarchy history and where yeah. did this all start and where yes. did all of the kings start and everything yes. else. Um, Christy, you found something, right? In the Bible about asking for a king. Well, this is Israel. So there were king, there were monarchies, but we got to be clear, before Israel, right? But we were talking specifically, like Amy's bringing up, how did Israel first get their king? Which I think is fascinating to the whole human psychology behind monarchies to begin with. So you had mm-hmm. a passage, Christy, we were talking about yeah, in Sam, we, first Samuel, Well, we right? both, Debbie and I both came to the table with the same passage, which, because we find it fascinating. Um, and it's in first Samuel. What time was this? What do you mean? What time? It's like or 3000 Samuel. BC was this? Yeah, 2100 BC. No. Okay. 1050 to 930 BC. United monarchy. Okay. Um, this is Israel and Judah yeah. before they split. They're mm-hmm. together as one kingdom right now. Mm-hmm. Still, and Samuel is the judge. Which I think this is also interesting too. So I'm going to read this. It says, as Samuel grew old, he appointed his sons to be judges over Israel. Joel, he pretty much names his oldest son. And, but then it goes on, but they were not like their father for they were greedy for money. They accepted bribes and perverted justice. Finally, all the elders of Israel met at Rama Rama to discuss the matter with Samuel. Look, they told him, you are now old and your sons are not like you. Give us a king to judge us like all the other nations have. So Samuel was displeased with their request and went to the Lord for guidance. Do everything they say to you, the Lord replied, for it is me they are rejecting, not you. They don't want to be their they don't want me to be their king any longer. Ever since I brought them from Egypt, they have continually abandoned me and followed their own gods. Mm. Now they are giving you the same treatment. Do as they ask, but solemnly warn them about the way a king will reign over them. And then if you go what fast forward and it talks about or maybe is it still there where it talks about what all the king will do. So then I'm gonna yeah, read um can i just read the last two in esv real quick yeah. what version was that that you were that's my chronological bible okay. so it's a, oh it's new living okay so this one says this is um first samuel 8 verses 8 through 9 according to all the deeds that they have done from the day i brought them up out of egypt even to this day forsaking me and serving other gods so they are also doing to you now then, obey their voice. So he even told Samuel to obey them, mm-hmm. which I find yep. interesting. Obey their voice. Only you shall solemnly warn them and show them the ways of the king who shall reign over them. So Samuel told them all the words the Lord had given him, right? Um, but then he keeps going. So then you'll yeah. Samuel, and I think this is awesome. Samuel passed on the Lord's warning to the people who were asking for a king. This is how a king will reign over you. And then he starts into it. The king will draft your sons and assign them to his chariots and his charioteers, making them run before his chariots. Some will be generals and captains. Um, The king will take your daughters from you and force them to cook and bake and make uh, perfumes for him. He will take away the best of your fields and vineyards and olive groves and give them his own officials. He'll make, a, he'll take a 10th of your grain and your great part. I mean, he just goes on on all the things he'll that take your servants yeah, away. He will demand he'll a 10th of your flock. Yes. It just keeps going. And then it says, but the people refuse to listen to Samuel's warning, which is really God's warning yes. on what he's about to give them. Even so we still want a King. They said, and they said we want no. <laughs> to be like the nations around us. Our King will judge us and lead us into battle. I think that, and that's where I was like hoping you were going to go because they looked around this. They were like, we want to be like them. Yeah. And I'm going, how often do we wow. do that? Yes. Yeah. We are like, we want what they have. We don't have it. Obviously you're not providing it. We want someone physically here who will do it. And they're saying that to God. Mm. I, mm-hmm. I just, but then he said it again. My heart so then, going my throat. Well, in verse 21, so Samuel repeated to the Lord, what the people had said. And the Lord replied, do as they say and give them a King. And this is so great. Then Samuel agreed and sent the people home. <laughs> you're getting your way. Go home. Go people. home. Go home and be happy. Go home and be happy and be merry because you're getting your way and it's about to be real, real bad. And this was a time. So they had had judges for a while yes. already. So they'd been, they were used to judges. 
what they were they, they didn't wanted like someone to lead them into battle and what they didn't like was the judges of course that were but what i find interesting they didn't like the judges coming from samuel who samuel had put his sons up which you should not do you should put up who god wants you to put up not yeah. your own lineage right so samuel in some way was acting like a king already but instead of the people going to god and saying god please mm. give us judges who will care for us well they didn't plead for that they said we want what this looks like over here. We want to go and take on other nations. We want you to send our kids and chariots. So, I mean, like it, it was almost like this um, quick fix instead of going muscle through the hard and it'll mm. get better. It's I want a quick fix. And this looks like it come and fix our lives. Um, and you're telling God, God's saying this is going to be bad. And they're like, we don't care. But, but, we're, oh. we, but we're wanting to put somebody in place that can, can be their fault. Like we, we want somebody to lead us because we, none of us can agree. We need somebody to lead us and that can, we can go take over other nations or whatever. And then we have somebody to blame when it doesn't work out right. And I think we think we can control those people. Like there's an element of you put a man in front of me. Mm-hmm. I can see that person. I can look at that person. I can... There's no faith. But, but no. The, you have God. There's an element of faith and you're trusting what's coming down from Samuel. Power. We like authority. There's sometimes we like authoritarians. We say we don't, but I think sometimes we act like we do. But we all need a, we all need a champion. We all need somebody um, to look to athletes, um, celebrities, something we, we need to put somebody up on a, yeah, we need to put somebody up on a pedestal and, but they all fail us. So always they're people. It's just interesting to me. Our, our need or desire for someone to rule and reign over us. Mm-hmm. That's what you find interesting. That's what mm-hmm. you're saying. We enjoy authority and something like a king when that king agrees with us and is doing what we like. A monarchy changes hands. And when it changes hands, the people who were in before are now out and their heads are gone often, <laughs> you know? I well, mean, you, so it changes according to well, you have the, head the feeling and you have of the, the neck, king. And what the, the, the neck is supporting the head. So whoever you have in the supportive the advisors, role around, yes, all those courtiers is actually matter. controlling the head. Mm-hmm. That's what's interesting too. You're right. I like this too in verse 15. It says, Now the Lord had told Samuel the previous day, About this time tomorrow, I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin. Anoint him to be the leader of my people, Israel. He will rescue them from the Philistines, for I have looked down on my people in mercy and have heard their cry. And then he goes on, That's the man I told you. He will rule my people. And this is Saul, the first king yeah. of the combined kingdom uh-huh. of Israel and Judah, who mm-hmm. ends up starting off well and then declining, which, which is interesting because that's pretty much what everybody does. Uh, yeah. They, <laughs> even <yes>. David. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even the men still, after God's he, heart don't take yeah. the power well after our time. But at least he was blessed. A man. I mean, he was still called a man after God's David was. Heart. David mm-hmm. was. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. I even find it interesting though, that Samuel, um, appointed his sons to be judges yeah. and they were bad. Yeah. I'm so intrigued by that. Like, why would you put just because they're your kids, you yeah. put them in, you put them in there. Yeah. No, you probably should have a little bit of discernment. Right? For sure. Which, which one of, which, but then David which of your children would you put in that role? None of them. They were all horrible. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm She's kidding. like gentry. She's my yeah. sweetie. <laughs> no, I don't know. It depends on what the job entails. Like there's certain ones that they could handle certain things and other ones they couldn't. But that's the joy of being a parent is you get to look and... But if you all put them in those roles, they're going to compete against each other. That's There are so many uh, monarchies where the siblings or the children have fought against each other. I just thought about this. What about churches that have pastors mm. and then that pastor hands it down to their kids? Oh, yeah. See, I know this one. Debbie's going to like that one. <laughs> Happens all the time. I, I think that we, again, it goes to the psychology Behind the reason people wanted kings in the first place. Greed for money. Yes. And and it's that quick fix of, you know, they will take care of me. It's someone I know. I mean, and if you're close to that inner circle, kind of like Amy alluded to, you want that to continue because you want your proximity to Mm -hmm. the person in power. Whether that's a church, a government, or a monarchy, I think the psychology behind it is very similar. So because it's just power people. And, power and money makes you do really Big strange time. things. Big time. Things but you wouldn't think. Should you be, if you're going to a church where that's the case, should you be a little bit like, oh. Yes. Yeah. 
that's to to me that's my automatic answer i would absolutely be concerned if they're passing if if you see a lineage of pastoral ship within a family mm. i but would what be if concerned. they're all gifted and the Lord's gifted them in that area of the teaching I and preaching. I so want to know who then you're talking I would about. See, I would say then that goes to how is the church set up fundamentally? Do they have an elder board? Do they have... I would wonder if there's accountability in those churches for real. Oh. I yeah. would wonder if there's real accountability or yeah. if... And I I can think of some where I know there's not. I can think, think of others where there are. So mm-hmm. maybe you would have to say that depends on the church then, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I think the wisdom in having... That I think Samuel demonstrates that. And I think if you're a kid that's grown up in the limelight as a pastor kid and you can do no wrong and then all of a sudden you're put up in that seat of authority, I think that can lead to very Let's horrible just, okay, things. My best friend's a pastor's kid. And let me just tell you right now, I, that's scary to put a pastor's kid in the role of something. And I love her and she's amazing. But like that's like put, putting me in charge of something. That's That's scary. Just because they're a pastor kid. No, You're not saying, because they're oh. a pastor's kid, because it's a lot of pressure. Pastor's kids, I feel like, live in a live in a fishbowl. Oh, yeah. You know? And you have that much pressure on you, especially as a yeah. kid. You, I don't know. Hmm. That's a tiny version of a, what it means to be a child of a monarchy, probably. I would, I would assume <laughs> so, yeah. That's a small fishbowl compared to the massive one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just have a lot of, I guess, um, what's the word? Empathy, sympathy, wouldn't be empathy because I don't know what it feels like. Sympathy um, for people who are born into roles where they automatically inherit and the not fishbowl. know anything different. It's like, very, very yeah. So I would say that would be siblings, so difficult. Um, want to be missionaries? Like your dad was a missionary. Did any mm-hmm. of y'all be like, oh, we want to be a missionary too? None of us. No. Is there a we reason all, why? But we went. But what's interesting is we went into other helping fields. We all went into things like counseling, psychology. We have one um, ministry CPA, but we all went into different, th- yeah, different things. Um, I have my brother is a pastor though, yeah, um, and then I'm in ministry, and then, but none of us started out saying we were going to do that. We all mm. happened on that through college, and then later on, and I it was later. I I actually avoided the ministry because of being grown up in the mission mm. field. I was not thinking that's where mm-hmm. I wanted to be in the nitty gritty of things. And when I saw organized church, quite frankly, in the U.S., when we come back, I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, after college, I liked it during college, but I, I'm I struggled. Interested in the fact that you don't speak with any kind of an accent. Or you anything. know, when we were there, because we went to American churches and we went to British schools, so I could turn it on and off like two different languages. I would go to school and I would speak British, right, and they didn't know it. it. See, I can't it. do it anymore. You can't speak British. Uh, <laughs> Every once in a while, I can get in there. I can, I sound Australian <laughs> and strange now Texas, if I try. <laughs> it, <but laughs> Gentry is a coach that's from South Africa, it and it is awesome to listen to him yeah. talk to the girls. Really? Oh, it's so fun. But well, what's interesting is if I'm around it for a while, I find myself Mm -hmm. rolling into it a little bit, and it just sounds weird if I'm around it. But I can't do it at all on demand. So we had a sweet little boy at Vacation Bible School. He's from. They just moved here from the UK, and I was giving out lollipops, and so he was like, "Oh, we get a lolly. I would like a lolly. When do we get a lolly?" And everybody was like, "A lolly." I think the psychology behind authority. And when we want it, when we don't, how we like, we still like to be ruled over if it brings us something. And if we have proximity to money and power, whether there's a monarchy in charge or not. And I think that's what we see over here is we like monarchies in a way. We just like monarchies that agree with us. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Is what it comes down to. Yeah. And we don't see that in ourselves a lot of times. But I think God saw it. People know it. Do you, see, I don't you see know. from presidential. Like you get a president you like, and then when he's not in office, you're like, oh, but so and so would have. I don't think we look exact, but I don't think we look at ourselves and say it's a bad thing. This is that this is how I think. That no, I don't think you're ever going to say that about yourself. Exactly, right? that's what I'm saying. Is like I don't think we look at it and go, okay, God warned you. You know, we still try to put our own king in place every election cycle, right? And so. I think that um, but God how, looks at you and goes, uh, I think we just have to remind ourselves of that every okay. time. So to, to that point, remind yourself how, and I've asked this in Bible study recently because yeah. I'm intrigued by it. How often do you think of God as your king? Oh, that's a great question. How often do I think of God as my king? Like this has been something I've been thinking about. I think I'm going on four weeks now because we're not familiar with king like yeah. people over in other countries are. 
but we're mm-hmm. familiar with God's in charge. God has all the qualities, but not God as king, which it clearly states in the Bible. God he is king. king. Huh. I think king, of how him often do you refer to him and pray king. to him and acknowledge as him king. as king of your life? So does it count? Like I use the word sovereign a lot. Like no, control. you have to use king. I don't use the word king. I know. I but use, you the, use all I, these sovereignty you know? is definitely something I use all the time. But that's a trait. Like king is a title. Yeah. So how often do you acknowledge him as your king? You yeah. acknowledge him as your Lord. What are things I you just, acknowledge it, him he's as? He's just God. That's... God is above everything. So he's above the term king. He's above everything. But but I don't ever think of him as a king, I guess, until around Christmas time when we're talking about mm. king of kings, Lord of lords. Like that's but not even a... then at Christmas, I'm considering how I think of things during that particular time of year. And it's always in the form of like a baby. Yeah. And then even, and people worshiping a baby, but then at Easter, I'm thinking of him as a sacrifice Mm -hmm. as Jesus, King of Kings, son of God, which they, when they are set, when they are going through and crucifying him, they call him King King of of Kings. I mean, the fake, I mean, like they see him as a, a fake king in the sense they put the thorns he has a on, crown him. on him. Yeah. Oh, a thorn. So there's still, they have that through the whole process, but somehow we've kind of disconnected from him. I, I feel like in America, in Frisco, that we don't view him as a king. We don't, you don't have, how often do you hear someone go, you're no. king of kings? You're right. Especially when you think of it as in terms of monarchy, like God can do whatever he wants with mm-hmm. my life. He can he give can me money me all day long. He can tax me all the time. He can give me money. He can take away money. But, he but can I, he can behead me if he wants. But yeah. he's God. He can. He's bigger than a king to me. He's not. I think a king is is like the the king of England now. Okay, so I'm king asking Charles. you to say, but the Bible calls him our king. Yeah. So what if you said, does. Does. I need to start looking him as a king because you look at him as your savior. You look mm-hmm. at him as God, but you could also look at him as Jesus. You could look it at. I mean, sounds like a. It almost sounds like a downgrade, though, to think of him as a king because he's God. It's a different role. You've got to, you, yeah. and you've got to think of God in different roles, and your life comes out. I mean, he's a comforter, and sometimes mm-hmm. he's a healer. Different times that he plays different roles. Different. I mean, he's always God, but there are times that you go, "Oh, you're I, a king." I think. I think to to look at he is a king, but I think to 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 think of him as a king, especially to new believers, then they're looking at him as somebody that's sitting on a throne and just condemning them, and that's not. So that's how you view him, that's which how is why you view a king. I could see how you would not want yes. to him to view him as king. Wow. Yes. Just unravel me, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an onion. Just peeling it back. Peeling it back. Peeling it back. Lots of layers. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. 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 Because I think um, Cause most that was kings- that whole danger of putting a king over the like because other other places had had kings already before mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Samuel anoints Saul mm-hmm. before Israel asks for a king. And that's how they knew, look, we want that, right? Because they saw the worldly success of other kings. And that's the danger is we're filtering what that name means through our own earthly understanding of it, right? Of so, Which is what, to Amy's point. So I did some um, Professor Google research on where kings and queens came about. Yeah. And the Ooh, misconception, misconception is that it was always kings. No, there were queens. There's Queen Cleopatra. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... This came about because they had a lot of people that owned property and the properties were bigger. And it's like, well, I own this property and you own that property. Well, I rule over this and you rule over that. So they just became kings. So that within so, their own thiefdom, if you were, exactly. of whoever thiefdom, lived on their land. Good. Right. So they ruled over their areas. It's kind of like when you, anyway, I won't go out, go off on that. But anyway, everybody was king of their parcel uh-huh. of land or whatever. Mm-hmm. And over time, um, those they were conce- they were considered royals. You had royal blood, which to this yeah. day I think is amazing. We're talking about Queen Elizabeth II marrying her third cousin Mountbatten mm-hmm. or the anyway. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, it wasn't royal blood. What were you royal from? Just at some point somebody put a crown on their head mm-hmm. and called themselves the ruler of this land. So that's how monarchy started. Well, you're right. And it started from power and authority and whoever was able to gather that the most and muster that yeah. and build their territory and take over someone else's territory to add to their own. But they considered, how them, they, they they considered were, themselves so much smarter mm-hmm. and we were so much more royal. And we have pure royal blood because we were smart enough to steal this parcel of land. Yeah. Because that's a, that's a thiefdom, like you said. Mm-hmm. So I found, I found that interesting. Which since, again, the beginning of time when... 
sin entered and we populated and that kind of back and forth mm-hmm. has been going on forever. It's so eventually in, we created our man-made way to deal with that. So we're in the garden of Eden and everything's perfect. We mm-hmm. get cast out of the garden of Eden and it's no like hierarchy this, there. Right. This is mine. Okay. I, I'm going to go squat on this part, piece of land. Nobody yeah. else can have it. It is mine because it doesn't have thorns like that piece of land over there. I want this. Or I have access to water. Right. And you don't. So in order to get access to water, you have to deal with over me. my land and pay a tax. Mm-hmm. And then or I, I mean, it just builds because that's see, the way God made us. Into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. Soaking it all up. I like I it. I mean, I just, and it's true everywhere. It's been true on every continent, every territory. It just looks different depending on where you go. Yeah. But that idea of human nature that you have to of control and power and authority. I just think that we don't realize psychologically how much all of us go to that comment. Like we, none of us realize, I don't think how much we don't acknowledge God as King every Mm -hmm. day and how much Mm -hmm. we're willing to give to another King here. If it gets us something. And we're so skewed for the idea of what a King is. Well, obviously I am. Right. (laughs) We'll start. We all are, though. But we're all in the boat together. Yeah. Like I'll, and we like all have she, a different She filter. peeled open my layers there. She was like, but this is why. And I'm like, I, well, no, because he's a, he's a condemner. And he's a, you know. Yeah. That's, but that's, that's not the God we love and serve. and Correct. The one that we know. Right. So what would a trait of a, what's a trait of a, go, a king? A godly king. What's a trait of our God as a king? There we go. There's a good, there's a good question. That's an all play for either one of y'all. Compassionate. What's what are traits? There's more than one, right? Right. Let's just assume. To hopefully. me, it's a it's a com- a compassionate king. What does that look like? Well, he's not condemning. He's not. I mean, we know right from wrong. Yeah. But when we do wrong, he never closes the door on us. He's always there. Yeah. So. So he's not going to send you and go behead you because no. you did something. He's going to no. be like, go in the corner and think about your what you. And done. if he knows me, which he does, is that I've already beat myself up way more than anybody else yeah. can. You know, so yeah. That's how Jesus treats the woman at the well. Yeah. Just go sin no more. Not going to recall everything, but just go. No, we're not going to go over but, everything. Yeah, just don't, just do, don't it do it anymore. And keep going. Yeah. Thank he knows. you. Oh my God. Thank you. Yeah. Uh-huh. I like that. Do you think she did go and do no more? I hope she didn't. I don't know. Why do you not think so? Um, it's too, that makes me yeah. think too much. Don't even think I don't about know. That. I'm out. I'm gonna see her in heaven. It's gonna be great. We're gonna talk. We're gonna break bread together. I love that. I've already got. I love that thinking. I've already got to say sorry I'm to like, Shiva. I don't want to. I know. To say sorry to somebody else. <laughs> because you know, you know people, right? There's yeah. no way. There's no more sin. And Mary. Well, it's just gonna be another sin. You will always have a sin nature, which means you will always be sinning in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Just what is it? Acknowledge it and turn away. But then if you're walking in the spirit and you're walking in the spirit in a, in a way that is complete and trusting every single day of every moment, your sin nature is not overtaking you. Yeah. And so you do have to be, that's great. I have a sin nature. I'm going to turn and pivot (laughs) and turn and repent, but I'm going to walk in the spirit. I'm just not going to turn and not do anything. It's like I'm driving down the road and my mind goes somewhere else. I'm like, nope, go back. I'm I'm driving. I'm driving in the spirit. I'm walking in the spirit. That's exactly what you're going to do. Okay. Every time she uses the word pivot, she do this in Bible study too. I just think of friends. Friends. Pivot. Pivot. I'm going to get you a shirt that says pivot. Pivot. It's a great, I mean, I, I I do like it. it. I like it. It makes me I think too, like when I think of a king, and I and I've been thinking about this as you guys have been talking. I was like, "What would I? Yeah, what I visualize is someone standing in front of me and fighting the battle for me, oh. because I can't." So, like a good king said, a godly king says, "I will fight for my people, for the vulnerable, because they cannot uh, do this fight themselves." Yep. A bad king says, "I will take advantage of the vulnerable to get things for me." And so I think the difference is human nature means we, as much as we start out as a king fighting the way we should for our people, eventually the arrogance, the pride, the success in that, and the, the, what we get, the glory from that will mess us up. Like, I don't think that's something that anyone can sustain long-term, whereas God can sustain that forever. God can always fight my battles. God can always step in for me. He will always be the one that can put protection 
mm. around me mm-hmm. when it comes to my mind and my heart, my physical body might deteriorate. But when I think of King of Kings, I guess that's what comes to mind is someone who is strong, yeah. who can. And then he sent somebody and, you know, and to show me how I should be doing that for others and Jesus. Right. So if you think about kids getting bullied or even someone doing something they shouldn't be doing and then getting beat up for it or whatever, are we willing to stand in their place and take the beating? Are we willing to stand in front of them and say, I will take this and take your pain so you can be saved. And so I don't, I, I think human beings, we can't possibly understand the Mm -hmm. level of God, what he will do for us Mm. with that kind of creation of ability that he had of sovereignty that he has that we don't, we can't even fathom that. So then that does make it easier for us in some ways to go, whatever happens around me, um, I don't have to let my emotions and my vulnerability get the better of me. Right. Even if the world's going to pot, but I'm just glad I don't have all of my faith and hope and life in a in a human king or queen and a mortal but don't you have to work for that like I find myself I say I don't you say you don't but I find that that becomes something I have to work on all the time because I find myself putting faith in others sure Total you know faith, what I'm like saying had, no no like but I find myself like if things don't go well, like even mm-hmm. I, and if you look at politics, we can do that now or monarchies or whatever. If the person you don't want, we don't want elected mm-hmm. doesn't get up there. Don't we find ourselves feeling in a way like fear, a panicky or something panicky no, yeah. for the no. future? No, because okay. God's still on the throne. And that's I'm still Christy on our- saying that because that's her view. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm saying that, and I have worked hard to have that view myself, but I'm saying that I think there's a lot of people that yes, struggle with that. A hundred percent. And so their and view is easy. going to be It's easy to get harder. Um, wrapped up Anxious. in that too For when sure. you hear other people talking about it until you can take a step back and go, oh, no, no, we're good. We're okay. Because King like, of Kings is still on the throne. freaked out when one person running for president, I'll never forget this, and he bought a house in Nicaragua because he was like, if this person gets in office, I'm out of here. And I was like, I know, yeah, wow. for sure. He did. He totally did. Yeah. Because he was like, there is no way I'm going to stay in America if X person stay, gets in office. Yeah. I know. I thought it was so intriguing. Yeah. How I, how it, radical that action was and how he thought. Like, if And I guess happened. I just consider like the time is that when when you really think – like the people around you that you love or your country or whatever needs people like you. Is that the time to run to the Hills and abandon them when the person that you think would be the worst for your people so you mean like is Christians there? Christians need to band together and we need stay. to be in it, man. Yeah. Like there is a time to run for the Hills eventually, but that time is not now. I'm now I'm we are having to run for the Hills. I'll be a pre-trib. But I'm not having to run anywhere. <laughs> I'm like, take me now, Lord, take me now. That's awesome. Okay, but remember in Afghanistan last year when they left the people in Afghanistan, Mm -hmm. and they so people were leaving on the airplanes, and then Glenn Beck was there. Yes, Mm -hmm. and Glenn Beck got a whole uh, big thing together. Mm Recent eight planes. Well, at one point, and a lot of our a lot of ex-military went in and did it too. They went in and grabbed yeah Yeah. people, but they told the Christians run to the hills, Mm -hmm. get out of the town, get out of the city. If you're a Christian, leave the town. And I thought that was so. Biblical yes. and interesting. Yes. And the the national then, Christians that did not have, they could not leave the country because they were Afghans. No, Afghan no, no, some Americans that were stuck oh. there that they oh. knew they stood out. Like if they didn't get on, they're going to come after them. Well, so then, get yeah, out of the city. Do, they wouldn't I'll, I'll have to tell you all a story off, For sure. off record in a minute about something that happened. But, in, but yes, yes. You can't tell our people that. That's rude. <laughs> come That's, see me sometime. Thank you. <laughs> she can tell it there off air. Go. There you go. <laughs> it's too secret. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean, I don't know. I think this has been a great conversation because I think... Well, this all pertains over the place, a local. But, yeah. I but think let's I like leave him with something encouraging. Yes. Okay. You Which first. is God is king. God is king. He's yeah. still on the throne. Yeah. He is. He is throne. And don't let little things shake you. Yeah. Because or if you do, do the work. There's a way. Yeah. Right? Because that's going to happen sometimes too. But if you feel it, acknowledge it and do what needs to be but done to love- help yourself not mm-hmm. fear things. And there was right? that video they showed in church with um, Newhart where he said, stop it. And the guy <laughs> yeah. was acting. Okay. I still tell myself that. Like, I'll just stop sit- it. And I'll be like, stop it, Christine. <laughs> Okay. I went because it helps me. Okay, I went Stop. through therapy, and my my therapist showed me that years ago. So when he put the Bob so Newhart fun. thing up there, I started Genius. laughing just because I was like, yes, "Stop it! Just Stop, Stop it. it!" 
Just yeah. stop it. Because sometimes you need somebody to tell you that. You don't need somebody to be like, well, it's going to be okay. Have a new thought. No, just stop right where you're at. <laughs> but that means stop you got to fill it with something else. Yes, but you fill have it with to something stop. better. And then we're going to stop. Say, and you are fill. responsible fill. for Pivot. what you think. Pivot. Pivot. You, that's what you need to have. You can't, you are responsible for what you think. You have, you are responsible. You can stop yourself from thinking X and think B instead. Yes. So. Well, and yeah, God gives us that. That's actually right. We have the free will. We can choose what we believe and we can choose the things we do. That's our, that's our, the, that is the absolute part of our free will. We can't yes. change anything else around us, but we can choose what we believe and what we do. Those and hopefully things. what you believe is based on what's said in the Bible. For sure. Not from what somebody told you or you grew up with. Well, that comes down to what you're exposing yourself to as well. Say more, Amy. Well, like I can, I can very easily get depressed if I sit at home and I don't go out or if I watch certain things on TV mm-hmm. or if I read certain things. As opposed to if I go out and I get around the right like-minded people or I get into Bible study or I get up early and go to early service at church, even though I don't want to because I want to stay in bed. Those are decisions you have to make. Yeah. Not to make excuses, just to do what you know will be good for you. And if you find yourself mm-hmm. getting in turmoil because of things that you're, mm-hmm. you have access to, I was like, that's a good indicator. Just that's like where I would go stop it. It's like a check mm-hmm. engine like, light. You find yourself emotionally engaged in ways you should not. Angry fearful what mm. look at your life and go what am I putting in it that's causing that every day mm. and there's probably something there's probably yeah. something you're listening to probably something mm. you're engaging turn in. off the news turn it off oh I, I mean, don't I don't even I refuse but people somebody will think, tell me if they it's think big up enough, here I'm and I'm like think about the people on the ground next to you like where you are and just and the things like you said the news the things you're given no Greg can get so yourself. angry at times oh. and I'll be like what, what show are you watching well I'll tell you what I'm watching I'm like <laughs> We need to turn yeah. that off. Reminds me, yes. my mom made my stepdad stop watching okay. Sopranos back when it was uh, on. She's like, you're starting to act like Tony Soprano. Yeah, we're not. Because we're in business and people yeah. wouldn't pay us. And mom's like, you cannot show up at their house. <laughs> you <laughs> cannot do that. And he was like, well, he was you home and he owed me money. She's someone like, to you are not Tony Soprano. To <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's so true. It's yeah. True. And our kids are surrounded by that stuff. Ugh. By social media, everything else. All the influencing, all the influencing. So we can't expect our kids to be able to turn that off well if we can't even do it ourselves. No, because they can't. In my house, they can't turn it off by themselves at all. Yeah. See? You have to take it from them. Mm-hmm. They're addicts. They need a hit all the time. <laughs> it's What's like, <laughs> it's another limb. <laughs> I was about to do that. I was about to do that. Find a vein. Find a vein. Christy's hitting her arm. <laughs> So we knew we were going to veer all over the place with this, but I still think it's fun. It's fun in some ways, but if you're it's still sobering. And if you're still with us, if you've still managed to follow all Off that crazy the rails, but yes. I mean, if I, I hope that this leads to people doing some good, I don't know, introspection thoughts. Introspection on the King. Go to yes. what is, if God is our King, which he is, and it says it in the Bible that he is. What does that mean? Who what does that not? mean to you? Right? <laughs> yes. Like in what way? And do you find it to be more king negative? means mortal to me. And who are you putting as king in your life and you don't even realize? Who are you creating an idol of? You don't even know. Okay, everybody. Well, this was fun mm-hmm. talking about the monarchy and Amy's and my fascination. Yeah, we're going to have to do lunch the, or something. Can, we just are. Just it. be interesting with the UK monarchy and Next everything time else. That, that's on the Smithsonian but, channel. Be like, Turn it on. You were just texting and we just had a conversation. I was about just that. doing work, is yeah. what I was well, doing. We, already we do this during this. work hours. Mm-hmm. Nope. We just talked about that. You have to go back and listen to the podcast. I am trying to make a sale, okay? <laughs> go back and listen to the podcast. Yes. I'll let you know. No. Uh-huh. Yes. Come on, Debbie. Wrap this up. Un- hurry. Okay. Really. This is Noisy Nerves Out. We love y'all. But we will talk to you later at another time and place. If you see Amy around. I didn't get the around, questions that everybody else is She's getting. trying to close the show. <laughs> <laughs> and now I can't talk because I'm laughing so hard. You Seriously. Snorted. I'm not going to be able to edit this. <laughs> Bye. Out. Okay. This is Noisy Narratives out, everybody. Till next time. Bye, peeps. Life can be amazing.